going live. Oh, it, we are now live. Oh, I get a big notification. It goes, boom, you are live. That's nice. Made you cry a little bit. It did. It really did. I, was, I was really emotional then because anybody who's watched our stream so far for Tech Tuesday knows that I normally get quite confused. Like, are we live? We wait for a notification on our phones. It wasn't yeah, you just froze. Oh, there you go. You've just caught up. Boom. We are live. So we are the Bolden Gamers and welcome to Tech Tuesday, home of all of your tech news. At least I like to hope it's home of all your tech news. Now, bear with me two ticks while I just load up. When you first had home there, it sounded like you said whom. The like you were going to use some proper, proper grammar, which I don't understand. <laughs> Who knows where you put the whom? Do you know you're an author? I, I, I do not know. My mouse is up there. So, yes, uh, we have all sorts of uh, bits and bobs for you. Uh, we've moved everything back over to YouTube as well because it's just it's basically where our audience is. So any questions you've got throughout the stream, throw them into the comments and we'll do our best to answer those as we go through. So, kicking Can I just say off. before we start, Sean? Yes, sorry. you can. I don't know if your phone started doing this, but whenever I go on a YouTube link through my phone, mm -hmm. it asks me to make sure I'm not a robot. Oh, really? Is that you? Yeah, it's stuck. Like, did yours do that? I don't think so, no. I've got robotic fingers. This is the thing. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, that's just discrimination, really. <laughs> it is. What if a robot wanted to watch us? No. Most robots are bald. Yeah. Bald. I don't know. It might be. You... They don't have hair. Right, are you in? Are you sorted? This is awkward. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm in. Excellent. Well, yours is the first one up, one of your news things, so get up yeah, on it. Yeah, so this is just a rumour, you know, there's always loads of rumours before the new iPhone comes out, but apparently Apple is sticking with lightning port over USB-C for the next phone. Mm -hmm. um, so you would have thought, like, for the feedback from this one, of them being, like, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save the planet by uh by by changing the port, and then I can hear. Yeah, you've probably got it on your phone or something. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well done. So yeah, but yeah, they're keeping it for lightning again, mm -hmm. and it just I just wanted them to change the USB Type C. All yeah, I want is the USB Type C world. It would make zero sense for them to change to USB Type C at this stage now because the next thing that Apple are going to do they're going to have a portless iPhone that's pretty much the next step for them and imagine how much that would annoy their fans and customers at the moment if suddenly they went hey this year we've gone USB Type-C and then next year they bring out a portless iPhone it would just be like why did you do that and yeah. you mentioned this like, well, they're doing all this thing for the planet how do you justify changing the port again realistically yeah, there's going to be so thought... much e-waste created from that I suppose if they do go portless mm -hmm. for the next phone, yep. bonus. But if they don't, it's going to be another. I'm in the heart. It's it's like the type of thing where you never, you, you know, when you're waiting to meet someone and then they're like, and you're like, should a message? No, no, they're they're gonna come. Mm -hmm. And then if you message when you first thought of messaging, it would yeah. have made sense. But because mm -hmm. you've waited too long to do it, it doesn't make sense to do it now. Yeah, it's definitely one of those situations where at the moment it's frustrating because if you actually look at the the Apple lineup, you've got. MacBooks, iPad Pros on yep. USB Type C. Then Which you've I got, both have. Yeah, so then you've got your iPhones, your AirPods that obviously use Lightning as well. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. There's a couple of other things. I think the new AirPods use Lightning. Things like the, the Apple Magic Mouse uses Lightning yeah, as well. Yeah. So th th there's 
it just becomes really difficult without muddying the, the waters and everything. And the rumours seem to be that we're going to see MagSafe come back on the next MacBooks. And MagSafe is obviously available for the iPhones, but it's going to be a new version of that, which will probably oh. go down into the bottom of it. So I would imagine we're going to see a new type of technology that will take over, and that's why they've not got USB Type-C. But like you said, it would have made sense if they did it like three years ago, when yeah, like the iPad went across, because at the moment the, there's just too many ports. Yes, and now, like you said, with the USB Type-Cs, if I'm going there, I need a USB Type-C for my yeah. MacBook. I could probably use the same one for the iPad, but I'd want a different plug. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the high wattage. Then I need a bloody a lightning one for my phone. There's, <laughs> there's three things. Yeah, come on, Apple. You better be all like ecosystem and all that stuff. Yeah, but and, and it's if, if they go well. portless, it makes sense. It does make sense. I, I mean, portless is pretty much the way they're gonna go. It, there's all sorts of patents out there, and it just looks like that is the direction that Apple will take the iPhones. I'm not overly enthusiastic about the idea of Apple going portless with the iPhones, just because. You know, we did a video on this a couple of months ago, and there are, there are benefits, obviously. There's mm. less, you know, at the iPhone, one of the biggest issues we ever saw with iPhones going faulty in store and not charging was the it compacted all the dust into the bottom and people <laughs> have to scrape it out, and it just caused issues. So portless makes sense there. It becomes more water-resistant because there's nothing to go in there. There's no damage to the port because people don't ram it in at the wrong angle, as just always seemed to happen. But... <laughs> Also, as well, from a business perspective, just, yeah, not having a physical data transfer and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, yeah, if, if it goes wrong, then what happens there? So, I guess, only time will tell, and fingers crossed. If they do do it, I don't think they would do it without having a lot of contingencies in place. Yeah. So, I feel like if they do do it, I wouldn't want the first model. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing anyway. Let other people guinea pig. Yep. I know, but like I don't mind so much, but for something yeah, as big as that, I guess, I would be like, mm, I'll, I'll pass, guys. Yeah, well, I Wait guess next, yeah. we'll find out. Let us know in the comments, you know, if you are an iPhone... In fact, if just phone users in general, would you be happy to have a completely portless device? Because other things as well, if you are, I don't know, any kind of creative professional, or not even a creative professional, we, for example... I plug my microphone into my iPhone to shoot the YouTube mm-hmm. videos we do at the moment. Yeah. To suddenly not be able to do that unless you do it over Bluetooth, and then there's all sorts of issues that go wrong with that. So not being able to use accessories unless they're via Bluetooth, or Apple probably bring out some kind of smart connector for the iPhone, so you'd have to pay an arm and a leg for accessories that work with the iPhone. It's it's a rabbit hole that's going to be interesting. So let us know in the comments. I think it's... It's an interesting way forward, and it makes sense. Everything's going wireless, but I'm scared, Liam. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's move on quickly before I... Uh, well, you know. for, for next one's another <laughs> Apple one. Um, ah, no! Apple, <laughs> Apple officially retire Music Memo, the Music Memo app. Do you know what that is? No, I had no idea. I saw it in the I, notes. I was like, what? I didn't know what it was until okay. I saw this news. I was like, I'll, I'll look at it to see if yeah. it's worth it on Tech Tuesday. And if I knew about it, it's something I would have used a lot. <laughs> Basically, Music Memo was an app where you could like record a song on guitar or something, and it okay. would transcribe the songs into the chords in the notes. Oh! So it was a recorder and a transcriber all in one, which for for musicians, anyone just doodling yeah. things. Okay. It's really good. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm so annoyed now. I've never used it. I tried to download it. I've, I got it on the. I read the article yeah. on the day it was closing. I was like, uh, maybe. 
no. Um, so I, I feel like lots of people would be like us, just didn't know about it. I was going to say, I have never seen... I saw it go in the notes, and I had never, ever heard of that. And that just seemed really handy. Yeah. The amount of times I would, like, kind of start writing a song, and then back yeah. when I was cool and in a band, <laughs> and they'd be like, what chords are they? And like, um, I can't remember. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, you 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 do some music, and, yeah, yeah what chords are they, what notes are they? I'm like... Mm-hmm. I can't tell from my ear. <laughs> so I'm just there, like, <laughs> try to work it. And then you lose it, and it's just so annoying. And what Apple have said is, oh, but we've got voice memos. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, is what I always recorded my music into, voice memos, when I came up with an idea. So, wow, well, Apple's advertising, apparently, for that one just didn't yeah. exist. Huh. I wish more people knew about it, because definitely wouldn't retire. That sounds so good. Like, I would have paid for that. Okay, well, your your task for next week, then, is to research an app that does the equivalent, because surely there's going to be something out there. And if it doesn't exist, steal it, Liam. Everyone's always stealing your ideas. What do you mean, steal? I've, I've just thought of it. You just thought, oh, delete, delete, oh yeah, delete, yeah, delete this no last bit. No one the last five minutes. <laughs> okay, brilliant. The next one, you seem to do all the notes for the beginning of this. Yeah, it's, it's the way we go. So, we, we discuss, did we discuss something similar last week? So, uh, Zynga, Zynga acquired... Zanga, yeah, I don't know why, but that's the why I guess. Acquires okay. <laughs> another word, extra, <laughs> extra. <laughs> Maybe uh, games. So they have a Torchlight Three devs. Mm-hmm. Um, we we discussed a uh, free to play game. We discussed. Yeah, Zanga were in. I think we talked about Zanga were looking to buy, though they had an announcement coming, okay. and it was. I can't remember what it was rumoured, but yeah. this this makes sense because Torchlight One was very well received. Yeah. A lot of people really enjoyed it. It's a great little game. It was, I guess, a more casual Diablo type clone, and mm. you know, it, it was so incredibly well received. And then Torchlight Two happened, and there were a lot of updates and upgrades, not quite as well received. And then they announced Torchlight. I can't remember, it's like Torchlight Outer Worlds it was called or something like that to start off with. It was a mobile game. It was going to be a free-to-play oh, okay. mobile game. Um, so that was the direction they were going anyway. And then the after it being really poorly received and obviously the fan base hating it, they went back and was like, oh, we're now going to do, it's going to be uh, Torchlight 3 that we're making. And it's going to be just like all the other Torchlights. But literally oh, okay. all the betas and everyone that got to play it was pointing out the fact that it was clearly a mobile game that they converted into a game that you had to pay for. <laughs> so, so it seems like that's yeah. That's so anyway. it seems like it was like their last hurrah in the fact that they oh, were okay. hoping they could break into that market. It didn't go particularly well, and it was just downhill from there. So they tried to recoup the cost that they could, brought out a paid-for game, didn't get overly well received, and yeah, I guess put themselves up for sale or got acquired by Zanga. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. a perfect match because. They're in the mobile space anyway, so yeah, it works for both parties. I just feel like mm. Zanga are going to be probably one of the biggest game companies in the world right now, from what I've seen. If you imagine how many mobile games they actually own, like mm. about seven of the top ten games are them. Yeah, and the big so, money makers as well. Yeah, the revenue yeah. from mobile gaming and microtransactions, everything else is absolutely insane. And it's crazy because you always look and think, oh, gamers, you know, people playing on their PCs or consoles, but actually one of the biggest gaming segments now is is mobile gaming yeah. in terms of the revenue and the turnover. And then ultimately that's why a lot of 
PC games and console games have tried to emulate that live service surface service type thing. Games as a service, which I hate. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of it, but it's no. where it's going, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I guess it will be interested to see what happens there. Yeah, hmm. so, I think the next one's yours. Yeah, so the UK opening up an antitrust investigation into Apple as well. So this will be interesting because Apple seems to have... They've got lawsuits on all fronts at the moment. So there are some in America. The EU have opened up their antitrust investigations into Apple. Now the UK are doing so as well. And it's all for a mixture of reasons. So the predominant theme is, are Apple abusing their power in terms of the App Store and in terms of what they're showing off to people and there are obviously big developers like epic for example that want the app store to be more open so they can serve their own platforms and their own storefronts on it which some people will agree with some people will not agree with but yeah there's just so is, is it almost like um i i like it when you do this stuff because I've, I've got no <laughs> idea about it so is it kind of like because apple almost have a, monop- have a monopoly and they take so much money from the App Store. Is that what the antitrust's about? Or? So the, the antitrust is more towards, in the UK case anyway, was more towards the fact that it starts with its own applications on there, so it's impossible to compete realistically. You think about it, Apple Music is already installed on your iPhone, so as yeah. a user, you're most likely going to use Apple Music. But the other big problems you've got are because Apple have now moved into these service spaces. So beforehand, it wasn't so much of an issue because they had the App Store. That was their platform. And someone like Spotify could come along and go, hey, we've got this music streaming service. and We're going to sell it and we're going to have a subscription. Apple, here's your 30%. That's fine. We're going to charge $9.99 a month. And then a few years later, Apple have come along and gone, hey, we're going to bring in Apple Music and we're going to charge eight ninety nine a month because we don't have to pay the 30% fee that you do, Spotify. So they're going to take away the same amount. So oh, Apple okay. always will have a competitive advantage. Yeah, They'll also have things like sales data and business data and all of that that justify whether or not they should move into a space. And it's right down to things like Apple Fitness. They will know because they'll have the data to say, well, actually, yes, it's a good space for you to move into. And you can undercut all of your competition because okay. it, it's a difficult thing because what, what do you do? How do you fix that? And I've always, my thoughts behind it are that if, so for example, Amazon ultimately have always served ebooks and that was it. You know, people would publish their ebooks on Amazon. And just, I think, 18 months, two years ago, Apple, not Apple, Amazon brought out their own publishing service. So they became a publisher and they started publishing authors' works under Amazon's brand. And ultimately, that means they can undercut the competition because they don't have to pay the fees and everything else there. So what do you do about that? My opinion is that when someone like that moves into that space, the fees should just be wavered. That makes sense. Apple goes, right, we want to play in the music space, so we're going to have Apple Music. It's going to be a subscription service. Anybody else competing in that space now shouldn't have to pay fees or a lower rate i don't know how it would work yeah. or anything like Make that it the same cost as what it, yeah it has to because yeah. ultimately apple have a competitive edge amazon have a competitive edge mm. any of those providers have a competitive edge and this is why all of these antitrust cases are popping up left right and center so it's an interesting issue to have and i suppose it's a nice one for them to have ultimately because they're doing so well and they're ultimately dominating 
it's yeah there's so many things and i'll be interested to see what happens in the future because there are all sorts of things about do does the apple store have to open up should people be able to allow, basically take payment through another provider because that's the other one that a lot of them seem to be going for is that spotify for example should have a link within spotify where someone could sign up and subscribe to spotify apple doesn't allow that you, you're not allowed to yeah. pay for it elsewhere we'll see it's a kind of like uh, it's not completely the same but a while ago microsoft wasn't allowed to just put um, Internet Explorer on yes. their computers like they, yeah. because they had the monopoly and so they had to put the option. Is that a similar thing? It's a similar sort of thing. The only thing is back then Microsoft had like 90% oh, okay. in-store base for everything. And this is where then Apple fights back against everything else because iOS isn't the predominant mobile platform. Android is. Oh, okay, so they've so, got yeah, it, it's it's difficult in that respect, but ultimately iOS is on one hundred percent of iPhones. But so, yeah, it's the same sort of thing mm, that as the market okay. grows, you can't serve it, and people should have a choice. And it, it, France have literally just opened a case against Apple for something similar, where they they advertise their own products within the iPhone or iPad ecosystem. So they'll advertise things like Apple Card and stuff like that. And there's so many different arguments for it because you can sit and say, well, it's their platform on their phone. Why should they not be allowed to? But then how does anyone ever compete as that grows? Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's move on because that's, that's some heavy stuff. That's it certainly is. It's bigger than either of us. Yeah. Let's, let's not get sued. <laughs> Uh, so the next one's an exciting one, <laughs> hopefully. Um, so there's going to be an open-world AAA Dungeons & Dragons RPG in development mm. by Hidden Path. And I don't know who Hidden Path were, so a little more digging. They were best known for working alongside Valve on Counter-Strike. <laughs> so okay. Possibly the biggest eSport in the world, I would say, right now. Mm. That's what they are. But this is exciting. Dungeons & Dragons games are fun. They're really fun. Um, the RPG element. So hopefully mm -hmm. it'll be... A better Skyrim, you know. Baldur's Gate Three is coming out soon, which is yeah, pretty much Dunge Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes because you hear AAA and you hear Dungeons and Dragons, and you know it's probably going to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of the time, a lot of developers attempt it and they deliver something. I guess they try to mash tabletop and something akin to that works on a PC. It just never seems to quite get no. pulled off particularly well. Larian's done it well. Obviously, developers behind um, Baldur's Gate and mm. Divinity. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But in other Dungeons & Dragons related new, um, Hugh Grant is going to be the antagonist of the new up-and-coming Dungeons & Dragons film. You know what? I... <laughs> I like that. I think I really like Hugh Grant. I do as well. This is this is not on subject at all. It's not. But, it's not even in the notes. No. But um, True Detective. Have you watched True Detective? No. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Series series one is amazing. The other ones are okay. But it's a really gritty detective show. I just mm -hmm. think Hugh Grant would be such a good dark character. Yeah. Like his acting, he would be so good as like a dark detective dealing with all these murders, just like his whole. Britishness of it, but well, I think he'll go. be a really good antagonist. Like he's hasn't acted in anything since since the Gentleman by Guy Ritchie. I have but, no idea. I don't follow him that closely, Liam. But you are uh, I'm not showing your fanboyism. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 
I'm happy. I'm ex more excited for that than for games, to be honest. Uh, yeah, apparently so. I mean, I mentioned it thinking you'd be like, oh, stop. What are you talking about? And then, oh, wow, yeah. you are. I have a lot of respect for Hugh Grant. In my head, it was always Hugh Grant. And, okay. uh, who played Snape? Alan Rickman, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they would have been such a good, dark, British true detectives. If well. the watchers of true detectives, or if the creators of true detectives are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be a casting director. Okay, well, there we go. Liam is now leaving the Bolton Games to become a casting director. So that I'll be is. Uh... Well on the side. Okay, thanks. At least. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, why did we get this one on here? Tw oh, because it was done by the US and the mm. EU. So, big gaming news Microsoft and Zenimax deal approved by the US Securities and Exchange Commission. And then the reason I got confused just then is the EU has also approved. This $7.5 billion Bethesda acquisition. So, very big news. It's very big news. That is very big. Very big. I, so, yeah, this is possibly ahead. the biggest game in news of my life, I think. I can't think of anything which would have affected me bigger. Okay. Uh, just because, obviously, well, there's a, whole, there's a whole section on this, so we'll just blast through it. But uh, obviously, Bethesda do Fallout and. Elder Scrolls games. Mm -hmm. I'm they a do so before. many. Every time I think of Bethesda, I always think, oh, it's Skyrim and Fallout. But God, Doom. Yeah, Doom. There's so many different titles and so many things that they publish. It's just absolutely insane. So, what for one did they do? They did that uh, Assassin one. <laughs> For Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored. <laughs> Dishonored. They popped up. The game I loaded up. Yeah, Wolfenstein. And then there's loads that they like cross-publish. There's another game that I loaded up the other day that must have been acquired by Bethesda because it definitely wasn't Bethesda at the time when I originally played it. So yeah, they're really, really, I guess, massive in terms yeah. of repercussions here. Um, and plans, they, so they've announced that more plans will be coming this week, so we'll find out more about what's actually going to be happening because there's so many questions behind this about what's next, are they going to bring yeah. forward any titles... Is stuff going to go Xbox and PC exclusive? And it is. So yeah, Phil Spencer has confirmed that today there will be some PC and Xbox exclusives with Bethesda titles, which surely comes as no surprise. Yeah, like that was always going to happen. So it's a it's a big bonus for mm. PC gamers and Xbox gamers. It's just yep. a shame. Like PlayStation gamers are probably the ones who are, mm. are the only ones losing out right now. Yeah, massively so. And yeah, I know when the news originally hit, a lot of PlayStation forums and everything just absolutely exploded with people basically kicking off and mm. were really disappointed with the idea of a lot of these titles and everything going on PC and Xbox exclusive. Well, the thing is, Sony have been doing this for such a long time now, publishing and just not publishing to different platforms. It's a more recent thing that they started to open it up. So yeah. I guess we'll, well I see. Mean, what what they have said is games which have already been promised to the PS5, mm -hmm. Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo yep. are still going to be exclusives. Mm -hmm. But that was they said that a while ago. They didn't say that with this announcement, so they can yeah. change. I, that I if think they're yeah, probably still they'll have contracts and that they still yeah. need to to stick to. And it probably as as a thing of goodwill, I would imagine that they still would because it just seems stupid yeah. to burn bridges that badly yeah. but yeah what phil spencer had said was that xbox game pass xbox and pc would ultimately be the home of gaming and the place that you want to go and it kind of makes sense if you think if you can suddenly get all of these new titles on game pass on xbox and on yeah. pc 
And then they bring the streaming platforms as well. So the streaming platform has been really, really aggressively worked on as well. The fact that we're going to be see 1080 uh, streaming soon. There's going to be PC streaming. There's going to be streaming to iPhone, to iPad. To be able to play all of these brand new games on pretty much any of the devices apart from PlayStation that you want to be able to play them on. It's a massive build, especially like yeah. day one release as well. Like it, you have Game Pass, pay your pound. Mm -hmm. You get Elder Scrolls Six the day it comes out without yeah. anything extra. That's amazing. That's enough for me to do it. Well, see, and I think as well that they could very quickly turn this against Sony in terms yeah. of making them out to be the bad guy because they said that they'd love to have Game Pass on the Switch. Obviously, that's now in Nintendo's court as to whether or not they would allow that. <laughs> so those people who sit and go, oh, I want my Bethesda games and I want those exclusives that they've got. Microsoft would just turn around and go, well, you can have them, but you need to tell Sony because they won't let us put Game Pass on there. And of course they won't let them put Game Pass on there. They're not crazy. But they could change the narrative very quickly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shame for kind of world we're in. Like, mm -hmm. both PlayStation and Microsoft heads have said the worst thing about modern-day gaming is uh, not colonialism. People being like so heavily dependent on one being like, yeah. no, PlayStation for life, just PlayStation. Mm. They said that's the worst thing. Obviously, they probably don't care that much because they're still making loads of yeah. money from it. But if they just, I kind of, I don't want them combi combined because they do want yeah. a competitiveness. If they combine, it'll just be mm. a mush and then a monopoly. It'd be yeah. worse for wear. But there needs to be something where they can just combine a PC. Stream it all on PC. There we go. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that is as game streaming starts to take off in the future, you'll start to see game streaming platforms rather than hardware-focused yeah. exclusives and everything, because that would probably make the most sense. Yeah, ten years ago, if you said to me the majority of games you own would be digital, you won't own the disc. Mm. I, would, I would be like, nah, that's awful. I like having yeah. the disc, but now. It's just plastic, it's bad for the environment. Uh, yeah. The only bonus of having a disc is you can resell it, and even then, you get hardly anything. So, yeah. it is like it's going to be streaming in mm -hmm. pretty soon. Well, it's already it. there, it's okay. just going to be more. You look at the outcry that came was the Microsoft when they announced the Xbox One, and originally it was just the digital edition, oh, and yeah. everybody just went crazy because people just weren't ready for it and now it's just like these no. digital editions of both the consoles it's a case of okay fine that's it's, it's what we'll <laughs> makes be going sense. In, yeah. yeah exactly so streaming will be as obviously the internet gets better and people have better connections and 5g becomes more widely available than less of a lie then you know what then that's just going to be the way we go yeah. So yeah, let us know in the comments what your thoughts on that are. You know, are you worried if you know if you're a PlayStation user, are you worried that you're going to lose out on the ability to play some of these upcoming games? And if you're an Xbox or PC gamer, lots to be excited about, I guess. My thing that I'm hoping that we might see some more because they said they're going to announce their plans or more about their plans this week is I wonder if they will move up things like Elder Scrolls Six in terms of schedule because it's still. According to Bethesda, originally it wasn't going to be launching until like 2025 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think we've so, got Starfields, whatever the space game is that was coming out, and then yeah. I believe it was going to be the Elder Scrolls? So well, I hope you with the backing of Microsoft. Exactly. Uh, and I'm not saying that I want them to rush the development or anything like that, but it's been a very long time since we had the Elder Scrolls, like a very yeah. long time. Skyrim, PlayStation Three. That's mental. Which like, I um, think that's crazy. I don't know how worried I am because I was a bit of a PlayStation fanboy, but now I'm mm. playing PC. I'm not. 
awfully yep. fussed, but games like like Skyrim, mm-hmm. it was sitting on the sofa, leaning back with a controller, playing yeah. Skyrim on a big screen was mm. amazing. So I will miss it. And like like I said before, the best thing about my PS5 right now is for controller. So yeah. to not have that implemented could could be a shame. Mm-hmm. Like imagine some really good bow and arrow, yeah, haptic feedback, but <laughs> we'll see. Exactly. We we yeah. shall see. So. Moving swiftly on, so all the rumours and leaks now seem to point that Apple will be having an event on March the 23rd. So there, there were lots of rumours floating around that they would be having the, an event in March and it seems to get knocked back and forth, whereas now it seems a pretty solid thing that's going to be going ahead on yeah. the 23rd. And it's the same old stuff that's rumoured every single time that we will see <laughs> air tags. I, I don't even want to talk about air tags because they've been rumoured for what, like three years? Every time an Apple event gets rumoured, it's like, oh, we're going to see air tags. You know what? We will see air tags when we bloody see air tags. <laughs> I'll, I'll create them. You'll create them. Um, see, there's going to be the new iPad. The new iPad is pretty much a dead cert at this stage. So yeah. be the new iPad Pro 12.9 inch. I'm going to be getting the new Air mini led displays so much brighter much better contrast much better in terms of battery so that'll be interesting to see new imax hopefully they've just discontinued the imac pro mm. so that is yes. no longer available to order so hopefully we will see some new imax with the m1 processors in there whether or not we'll see an m1z or an m1x i guess time shall tell we'll find out yeah yeah and then i think the new entry-level ipad as well which i guess would make sense I hope, like, I, honestly, I'm not overly excited for no. this reveal. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, like you said, it's the same stuff every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's never, never anything new. I like, I like the surprise of it. But I want the new entry level iPad to have just a smaller bezel. Like, if you look yeah. at a, a 10.5 iPad compared to the iPad Air, which is mm-hmm. 10.9, 10.9, yeah. Like the bezel is huge. It's probably bigger mm-hmm. than the Air. So just. That's the only thing I want. Will they do it? We'll find out. Because yeah, I, I don't it, think I get it would. Why it's big. Yeah, it's such a low entry-level yeah. cost at the end of the day for really good internal hardware. The thing that I'm hoping for, see, the iPad Pro, I want to see become Pro this year because it. I, I have an iPad Pro 2018 model. I absolutely love it, but there is just so many limitations in terms of it actually replacing my MacBook or really mm-hmm. forming a true part of my workflow and to get some of those pro applications they've shown how good the m1 processors can be in a fanless design that's low powered let's just stick that in an ipad pro yeah. stick some decent ram in there <clears throat> and yeah give us a decent device and i'm one of them savages i've said this in another video i would love to see a 15 inch ipad pro you're disgusting i know the surface book does it and 15 inch 15 inch you can surf on that what are you on about maybe i could i I don't think i could surf but i don't think you're far (laughs) well you're probably quite buoyant no there we go that's all right then but i just think they're thin they're light is combined with the magic keyboard and everything else that they're trying to push if it has pro applications everything else using it as an external monitor from a macbook it just would hit so many of the right spots for me i think a 15 inch uh to be honest, it probably would be quite good. I don't think I would ever use it. Yeah, it would be good as an additional monitor, and mm-hmm. that's an expensive additional monitor. Oh, very expensive but one. With, with the Magic Keyboard, all the videos I've seen on the proper Magic Keyboard with mm-hmm. the hinge, oh, it's heavier than the yeah, iPad. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. like, 
and it's more expensive. That I always forget. Like my iPad Pro is the same price as my MacBook. In my yeah, head, yeah, it's, it's crazy, cheaper. absolutely crazy. It's the same price. And so, especially with M1 Max now, because you can get the yeah. M1 MacBook Air for what nine ninety nine. Yeah. Which then you suddenly get an iPad Pro, slap on a Magic Keyboard. You're paying a lot for exactly for a heavier device. Yeah. We can do less. Pad. It's got touchscreen, obviously, mm-hmm. as a bonus, and you can yeah. have it as, as an iPad. And I, I still think the iPad's probably one of the best things I have. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. But f- would I pay that much? I'm just gonna. Yeah, I think at this stage it's very hard to justify for that yeah. sort of thing. The new iMacs, I'm very intrigued to see because the iMacs haven't had a redesign in a very, very long time. It's like eight years. Of the years. IMAX ones that all in the monitor. Yes, yeah. So basically, yeah. eight years of that same design. And the bezels, you say the bezels on the just the entry level iPad are big, but the bezels on the, the iMacs are just insane. And if they can get, obviously, desktop form and more cores in there using the M1 processor, it could be a real powerhouse. And I keep, I don't know why, but I would like one. And it just yeah, seems like said a, I've said this before, and every time then I think about why would I like one, it's like it doesn't make sense because realistically, what I could do is get a really nice monitor and a Mac Mini, or yeah. I could just not be a silly Apple fanboy and just get a really nice monitor and then just plug my MacBook into the monitor and have the same sort of thing. But I, I think I will be drawn to it. And to be fair, for the channel, I'm going to use the channel to justify it. It'd be good to have one to unbox and to actually be hands on pretty much on the day it releases because we weren't able to do that with the M1 Max because we just weren't in a position because to. Because we're not so big enough, no. We just... how, how much would it be? I... Just, just any idea? A grand? 1099. It's not actually not that. I said that like I'm super rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's throwaway change, Sean. I'll have five yeah. of them. But yeah, the, the current 24-inch one I think starts at 1099, so I would imagine oh, okay. it'll come in it's about not... the same. Because when you consider and everything you get with it as well, would you end up replacing your PC? We're well, not replacing, but would that stop you from upgrading your PC eventually, or would you just eventually go full Mac? I'd never go full Mac because of gaming. No, never go full Mac. Never go, never go full Mac. Never go <laughs> no. full Mac. Um, it would probably be a device that sits upstairs in the office. Yeah. So I would use it, and Sarah would be able to use it as well. Fair. Whereas down here is pretty much the gaming stuff, and my MacBook just seems to always go up and down the stairs. Yeah. It, like I said, it's one of those things I absolutely do not need, and the more and more I think about it from a logical perspective, it's like, nah, don't do it. Just yeah, don't be stupid. I put the bonus of me buying this MacBook yeah. is that Emma uses it a lot, a lot more mm-hmm. than I thought she would. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a really handy. It's portable. You can take it around. Mm. Um, I. IMAX don't appeal to me. Yeah. I don't see the appeal. Um, but yeah, but I, Tim I Cook's going to sit there and he's going to be like, we've got something so incredibly magic for you. And we think you're going to love it. And I'm going to be like, I do love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I will pre-order one now. So we'll, we'll live stream it again. And the difference would be Sean's face would be this. And I'll just be <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah, it'd probably be like that, exactly. So, yeah, 23rd of March is most likely going to be the Apple event. Like I said, right. we'll see AirTags. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. New iPad Pro, hopefully with Pro tools available as well. Things like um, Final Cut Pro. Yeah, that would make, make so much sense. the iPad amazing. To proper mm. editing on there, to be able to like zoom in and yep. use your even the pencil would be amazing on an iPad. So oh, Apple TV as well. So apparently we'll finally see the upgraded Apple TV. I don't know why I forgot that one. 
And it, but again, that one has been rumoured for like the past four events that we will see the entry level Apple TV and the gaming level Apple TV. And we're just not seeing any of this materialise. No. Personally, I think it's down to chip shortages. Yeah, I suppose. How long have chip, chip shortages been a thing? Since to me, it's, it's only things. kicked in like um, with the 30 series graphics cards and the, the yeah, AMD. Even leading up to like M1 and everything as well. And I guess they've had to put oh, okay. all of the, everything into obviously creating A14 and the M1 stuff as well. So yeah. time will tell. Who knows? Who knows yes. what they will announce? But I guess that kind of gives you a flavor. So let us know again in the comments. Are you excited for anything that Apple has to announce in the future? If they do it, it might not even happen. <laughs> predict as well predict below predict yeah if, let us know predict if you get something right you get a thumbs up from me and Sean oh if you get something wrong you get thumbs down oh when oh, you don't want the thumbs down no it really hurts <laughs> no. really hurts so next um, Surface Laptop 4 is rumoured to be getting AMD processors and this is I suppose relatively big news because everything has been Intel up until yeah. very recently and a lot of the big complaints from a lot of the big sort of like tech blogs tech reviewers and everything has been that AMD have been making some absolutely killer killer processors that you can put into your desktops and you can get them on laptops but a lot of the time those laptops have always been entry level to mid range stuff there's not really been any of the flagship stuff and it's only very recently that AMD processors have started showing up in the flaglet flaglet I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I love the flaglet. Flaglet. Flagship level stuff. So Surface Laptop 4, rumoured to be getting that. So that will be interesting to see how mm. it turns out. will be interesting. When I first read this, I was just thinking, you know what? Intel just can't catch a break. Apple disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now Surface, like, it might go back to just their processors. But it's it'll be good. It'll be interesting. Like mm. you said, AMD seem to be knocking everything out of the park right now. So if this is yep. like utilised well... Um, good for Surface. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think it'll make much of a difference to Intel because Surface isn't going to make up that much. And the same yeah. with Apple as well. I remember when that initially happened and a lot of the, the Apple lot was just like, yeah, death to Intel. It's like, it doesn't make much difference to them. You know, it doesn't make Intel that much. It doesn't make that much of their overall income and everything. Yeah. So the competition is always a good thing to have. Also, yeah. you've got so much competition on different fronts, and Intel haven't had that for such a long time. So now it's good to see them under some pressure because it means back, they've got yeah. to innovate. They've just got to do something to change it. So we shall Hopefully see. They bring prices down as well. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Scalpers still exist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not stupid. Optimistic, Sean. Okay. Stop being optimistic. <laughs> Scalpers still exist. It's rare for me to be optimistic. But it's true. Liam is like... You could probably tell it from some of his videos the way he just introduces, and there's less energy. Yeah, that's it. He's doing the impression he does now as he introduces them. Whereas me, I'm kind of on maybe it's just caffeine high or lack of sleep high. I have two um, children, so. Yeah, I think you're closer to death. So you need to make life. <laughs> yeah, I do. I need to embrace these last moments <laughs> I have, apparently. Thank you very much, Liam. Wait till I turn 39, then. <laughs> I'm not 39. Sorry, 42. Oh, shut up. Right, moving swiftly on. So, it's now finally been confirmed that Apex Legends for the Nintendo Switch will run at 30 frames per second. And originally when I saw this, I was like, ah, oh, 30 frames per second, handheld, that makes sense. Nope, it's handheld and in docked mode. So, in docked mode, it'll run at 720p, and in handheld, it'll run at 576p. Yeah, I th I mean, handheld, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no... No issues with that. If the screen's so small, it's not going to make a difference. Yep. You know, that's, that's going to work fine. But docks, like if you have a 30, 
what an average size TV. Like, you have a 40 inch crazy. 720p is going to be gash. It's mm-hmm. going to be really bad. So bad. And, I mean, 30 frames per second, if you play it on the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. you're probably not used to that high of a frame rate, so that's not going to affect you too much. Is that's, that elitist? That's, that's savage. I mean, I thought you loved your Nintendo. I, I do love Nintendo, but, you know, I'm. I'm a realist. <laughs> but to be fair, so the developers have also disabled crossplay. So you you can enable crossplay to play okay. on other platforms, but they have because they they're worried about obviously oh, people getting destroyed, destroyed by so obviously destroyed. consoles run at sixty frames per second and then PCs run up to like a gazillion frames per second. So it's something they've had to take into consideration, the yeah. fact that it's not gonna be able to necessarily compete. So I think it will be really good, to be honest. I, th- I think so. When it's down to that small of a display. A bit, that will be difficult to aim on. Yeah. Those small Joy Cons will be a struggle. Mm-hmm. If you have a pro controller, it'll be amazing. Yep. Um but yeah, I think it's it's good. It's coming to the switch, cross platform, yep. if mm-hmm. you want it. Like like we said, you'll just yep. don't. Unless you want a challenge, unless you want the Dark Souls of first-person yeah. shooters, <laughs> don't. Um, but yeah, I, it's just good news. It's obviously we didn't expect 4K resolution. I know, of course like that, not. So. But if you do expect 4K resolution, the Switch Pro rumors have reared their ugly heads again, and apparently they, the Switch Pro will most likely be coming out towards the back end of this year, so just in time for Christmas to ruin oh. your wallets. So. Uh, these rumours, and taken with a grain of salt, seem to suggest that we will see exclusive titles on the Switch Pro, which a lot of people say, I don't think, oh, that's not going to happen. Nintendo wouldn't do that. Of course they would. They did it with the DS. Like, was the DS was out. DS then, to DS, yeah. and then they had like the DSi, and that had some exclusive titles, and then there was like the 3DS, and then the 3DS something or whatever, and you had to have the more powerful version of it. Yeah. Or you could buy a... Uh... Plugin. They even did it with Nintendo 64. Yeah, like, yeah you could buy that update. You could buy the extra memory because yeah. they couldn't be bothered to fix a bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. um, so Nintendo are yeah. known for doing mid life cycle upgrades to get the longest possible thing out of their consoles. Personally, I would much rather see them do just a Nintendo Switch 2. Yeah. Um, At this stage. Cause... It depends what the pros like, though. Mm. Right? So I would I would like a bigger screen switch. Yep. With better better Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it. Like my, I've not touched my switch for about half a year. No, I've not. I, mean, I play it once to get Monster Hunter. That's gonna yeah. make me play it again. But yeah, the rumors seem to be that it'll have a bigger display, but in the same form factor. It should be able to use the same Joy Cons as well. But it will be able to output like 1080p in handheld and up to 4K in docked mode. Okay, which would be interesting. I I would imagine. I, I think a good move for Nintendo would just be that any games that are existing on there will be able to take advantage of the new hardware, yeah. and then any games that used to be cloud based only could then be opened up to run on the Switch. So if you already bought them on the cloud, then you'd be able to play them. Yeah, but we know we know what Nintendo's like for things like that. Yeah. We we discuss this so much. <laughs> like you know, like mm. all, all Nintendo needs to do. Is bring all of the 3DS, all of their previous history. Oh, God. It can't be difficult. Yeah, stop can't talking be. dirty to me. <laughs> Just surely they're saved somewhere. Modders can do it. You can emulate <laughs> the games so you can put them on a bloody Switch. Yeah, I would pay full money for 
for Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, I would pay. Yeah, it, it seems odd, because obviously I know that they're doing a lot of remakes and remasters yeah. and everything, but surely, you know, there's going to be people who would buy an Ocarina of Time now for the Switch. And then even if in a year, two years' time, they did a remake or remaster or whatever, they would probably buy that as well. It's not necessarily going to take yeah. away from that fan base. And, you know, I said it, it we're currently in the process of doing a video as to whether or not the 2DS and 3DS is still worthwhile playing in 2021. And spoiler, it is, because there are so many mm. good titles. And, like, I would just standard Pokemon. I'd like to play a good Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch because yep. they're just aren't any sword and shield was interesting and let's go was bizarre i would just love to be able to play like silver and gold and they were on the yeah. old virtual console why can we not just have them ported across onto the switch yeah, just... you could play them on the wii couldn't you yeah and the I, wii u uh... had it it's, it's like you have the virtual console you could play them on the wii u and everybody expected and that was going to happen on the switch and it's one of the reasons I never played most of these games on my 2DS when I got it, because there are a few things that I did play, yeah. and I was like, well, they're going to come out for my Switch. I've got my Switch. They're going to have a virtual console, so I'll be able to pick them up on there. And obviously, it's just never happened. I, uh, I, I was know. thinking about the 2DS. Sorry, Sean, I interrupted you. You did. It's okay. I was going to say, you, you I know we've got... Oh, that's fine. And I was going to say, I know we've gone off topic, but and then you can go on to your bit. <laughs> oh, was that it? No, <laughs> that was it, yeah. Um, so... I was thinking about when, I think one of the first things we probably properly talked about when we started working together was the 2DS. Yes. And you had the 2DS. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to get one, Sean. And you were like, oh, I'll wait for a Switch because all the games will come out on it. And I was like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I'll wait for a Switch. Yeah. Got a Switch. I'm still waiting. You owe me a 2DS. I do owe you a 2DS, apparently. But <laughs> the thing is, it's not even as though... I. I can't see them being like, well, we can't bring it out because then everyone would expect just to be able to play the games they've already bought. Because Nintendo make you buy them every single time. Yeah. Every generation you have to rebuy your games. So it's not so that's an issue. It it just seems logical. And I remember when I it originally happened. Yeah, there's literally no downside. Because they don't make the 2DS or 3DS anymore. You know, there's just a report that they can't repair a lot of 2DS and 3DSs in Japan because they no longer have the parts. They don't make them anymore. So... Yeah, What's I plus a buy one, issue? and like you can't, you can't like yeah, unless you go on eBay, website. yeah, uh, but you can't get them. So yeah, it just makes no sense at all. There's a lot of games that are out of print, I, and I can maybe understand it a bit more if it's, I don't know, no, it doesn't make sense because most of those games just aren't available. And like now, if you want to play the new Bravely Default two, which has just come out, but you're like, oh actually, I want to play the first one, so I know where the series is up to, and I want to catch up. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you buy it all second hand. So it's just bizarre. I know we've gone off on a big trade there, but just Yeah, well, well we, let's let's finish it with some good news. Yes. Got... Yes. <sighs> Commented. Yeah. Unreal Ooh. Engine 5 high fidelity Pokemon Red AK 3D make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, boom. We will. We'll take that on board, Lance. <laughs> That's us all over. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Pokemon Blue is superior. So you've points detected for that. Yeah. Oh, one thing I was going to say is that makes me think that the Switch Pro is probably coming is simply the fact that, like, Pokemon Arceus, the open world game, I just... Yeah. Sword and Shield just struggle. It? it might Arceus. be. Arceus or Arceus? It, I, don't, I don't know. It's one of those things. But uh, Sword and Shield could barely run on a Nintendo Switch, yeah. which makes It'd me think if they go full open world, they... 
there's just no way. So whether or not we'll get some more gameplay footage and everything towards the Switch Pro, or when they announce the Switch Pro, they go, hey, boom, exclusive to Switch Pro. And every Pokemon fan goes, Argh. I was going to try and make one of the um, original Pokemon sprite noises <laughs> when they come out, but... I know. Kind of. It's just noise, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's no, there's no yeah. logic behind it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we Move have on quick. On. Move on. We didn't even mention that. Um, so, final news for, unless Sean has anything secret to add, is Germany could be about to ban games of loot boxes being sold to children. So, Germany yes. has a law um, saying you can't, children can't gamble, which makes sense. Everyone's got that law. <laughs> yeah. They have, they're going to try and change this law to make it specific for loot boxes. Mm -hmm. Which is really good news. It'll be a brilliant yeah. news. However, like everyone can just change their age on consoles. <laughs> like yeah. everyone can just be like, you know, on Steam. Yeah, I'm 206. Yeah, I've been alive for a while. You just scroll down. But it's a very good first step. Uh, to, like things like uh, FIFA. Um, yep. Overwatch, I guess. But yeah, Jeremy yeah. about it. About to ban that. And I know the, obviously the UK government. It, did they started the first steps towards this? I think beginning of last year, and they sent out all numerous surveys. Was and it you could take part. Two which started it? I think it like might be something ridiculous. Out, One yeah. of the games came out, and there were so many complaints about it to like the advertising commission and stuff that the government had to step in, and they did numerous studies with parents and families to understand the impact of in-app purchases and yeah. loot boxes. It, and it just makes sense. It is predatory what mm. they do. What will will they stop Pokemon cards though? We had this discussion at the time, and I think Pokemon, you were a bit panicked. I, I would be furious. I mean, I'm a grown up, so it doesn't so, matter. So yeah, and again, part of that discussion that we had back then was the fact that they do. You know, I think it was Wizards of the Coast when they were under investigation. It was found that they were hiring like psychologists who were basically there to help them make it more addictive in terms of what they did and. So just, uh, yeah, how, how do you how do you combat that? And you, yeah. could, I suppose you could have just you can buy the full set, and if you want to buy boosters that top up your set, then you can do that. Yeah, I suppose you can buy the individual cards if you want to spend a fortune. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, but you can't buy them officially. You always have to buy them through some through random eBay. place. So yeah, yeah. you know, if you could go to I don't know Pokemon cards and say, right, I want to buy the new sets just come out, and I'd like a completed set, please, for my collection. Can I buy it? That would help suppose, to get around it. Yeah, I suppose like um, that could work, but then it would lose a lot of its joy for me because it is like, yeah. oh, I've got the shiny Charizard. Like this is worth five hundred pounds. So yeah. it's yeah, one of those things. I was thinking like Hearthstone actually does it quite well. I'm, I love hate relationship with Hearthstone, <laughs> but you still open the packs, you get a legendary card, and like, oh, mm -hmm. amazing. And then if you need a legendary card, you need to craft one. And they're all the same cost. I yeah. don't know how you'd Im implement that in real life. <laughs> like, there'll be no way to actually do it, thinking of it. Um, yeah, but there, there would be a way to do it. You'd have a... Ultimately, the way they print them is they only print so many Charizards, so a very small amount, and then so many loads of these other cards. So you just have an equal print for all your rares. There would be the exact same number of legendaries and the exact same number of rares. So that you wouldn't have these issues like with was it Hidden Fates where the Black Charizard came out and it was like, oh my god, if you get that, it's worth like £10,000. Fixed it! Fixed it! Let's phone Pokemon. There's Let's two phone Pokemon them up. No, they don't want this to happen, though. This would be... No. Oh god, they're going to kill me in my sleep. Yeah, put oh. Snorlax on you. 
Or that, or age will. <laughs> Get in there before you do. So. I would never do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically our news. We fixed a couple of things tonight. We have fixed. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're going to get all of the old school 2DS and 3DS titles moved onto the Switch. That's going to be our, on that now. our yeah. new mission. We're going to have the new 8K 3D remaster. We're going to ban loot boxes, apparently. That's going to be one thing that we're taking on board. <clears throat> and that last thing there, we're going to fix the randomness of Pokemon cards. That would spoil it for me, so we're not doing that. I would hate it, yeah. I would oh, hate no. it. Yeah. I, I don't want to open any Pokemon cards ever again because it's just too addictive. You start, it, we so do need to fix it. It's so addictive. It's outrageous. I'm Should a grown-up. No, we're not buying Pokemon cards. We are not buying Pokemon cards. If anyone wants to watch a Pokemon card open in stream, comment below. Because no, absolutely do any... not. Anyone that says yes, that's all I need. I'm such an addict. I'm relapsing bad. Don't, <laughs> like, do don't it. encourage yeah. them. Do not encourage the audience because if people start commenting that, then that is the sort of thing that we'd end up doing. Yeah, once a week we'll do a Pokemon booster box unboxing and then we'll. I never said once a week. Now this is your. This is, <laughs> is it? I'm falling down that. I'm falling down that street. rabbit hole. Oh. But yeah, if anyone wants that, comment below. We'll do a Pokemon card opening stream. Boom. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. So, we will be back next week, 8pm, GMT, because I remembered it this time. Um, we, we are going to be doing this on YouTube from now on, so, you know, obviously you're picking this up on Spotify. If you are watching the reruns on Facebook, wherever else, we post it afterwards. Uh, bought five packs the other day for my daughter. Lance. Oh. oh, that's dangerous oh. territory. That's, somebody now has commented that someone Can, bought Pokemon did, cards. Did your daughter open a really rare one? Because I would just stress. Can you imagine, like, imagine Logan opening and finding like a, the black Charizard? Just don't, don't damage it. Yeah, don't damage it. <laughs> Stay perfectly still. Yeah, give me that right now. No, yeah. I want to play with it. No. I did it. I'm having heart palpitations. Come on, you don't even have kids or Pokemon cards to open. Not yet. Pokemon cards, that is. I was going to say, wow, <laughs> we've got a revelation here. Wow, okay, well, I'm going to sign off quickly before we end up buying some. So thank you very much for watching. As always, like and subscribe because it just helps the channel to grow. We seem to be on the up and up at the moment. We just need a 1,000 yeah, okay. subscribers. So if you can, share the channel. You know, Share the oh. love. Spread it how about. Many, how many more do we need? Because you said a 1,000, like we need a 1,000. Oh, yeah, we don't need a thousand. We need to hit a thousand. We're at seven hundred. No, we're at six hundred and seventy. So we need about three hundred. Yeah, basically about three hundred. Yeah, exactly. Get your three hundred friends in. We do seem to be growing about one fifty a month. So we're getting there. We are getting there. <laughs> and once we get to that point, YouTube starts paying us for ads and stuff, which means we can buy some Pokemon cards to satisfy Liam's addiction. There we go. Heard it here first. Boom.